know who we are. It's Geekster. And welcome to episode 121, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. 121, part one. What, what? 121, part one. Hey, I'm your host, Sean. Um, you're going to have to let us know. I guess Ed, like, we were sitting here and get, listening to music, and it started feel like fading out. It was going strong, though, across the recording, right. though, yeah. But in, in our headphones, it was it was fading out, so I think it's this, this plug is going. Yes. So you might actually have to, you know, you might have to figure out something else. Yeah. Or... Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's this or if it's that or it's the port. Yeah. And we're going to have to figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Hi, welcome to the show. Um, as you know, this is your first episode. We are Ed and Sean. <laughs> That's Ed. I'm Sean. Yes. And this week on the show, we start off like we do every week, um, just kind of updating what we what we did during the week. And I know I've said week like three times in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So we figure out what... We find out what the three of us have done this past week, <laughs> and uh, we talk about box office releases, and I give a movie review of... The um, number one movie. Number one movie, um, Taken 3. <laughs> so, if you listen closely, you just heard the sound of my voice kind of give you a, a foreshadowing of what my review is going to be like. Ooh. So yeah, so uh, tune in, enjoy the review, and we'll be back at the end to say hey. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Erica. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the program. Yeah. So, uh, how was everyone's week? Okay. Good. How was yours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here fumbling, getting things ready for the first break, and you're going to hit me up? Yeah. It was- I- well, it, it was called, you know, like... Well, well, maybe we'll start with Erica then. Okay. I was going to say, I'll jump in. So okay. I had Wednesday off from work. had nice. a doctor's appointment in the morning, but that wasn't interesting. Um, I went and got more work on my tattoo done. Oh, All right. My half sleeve. So, nice. yeah, four hours of laying there thinking, what the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? <laughs> Is that kind close? Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got... um. So, most of you know, I'm working on a uh, Phantom of the Opera half sleeve that will eventually become a full sleeve. And uh, I went and got um, the uh, grasshopper tattooed on the back of my arm and a scorpion on the inside of my arm. Um, and that's from the original text. So, it's not like, oh, okay. it's not like random. <laughs> it's like random. I got a scorpion on this side and a, I thought it was going to be the old, the old uh, wives tale about the scorpion and the frog, except yeah. it was different. No, <laughs> no there, there's actually a Phantom of the Opera connection to those. It's the scorpion and the grasshopper. It's from one of the um, chapters in the original text. So, I thought it'd be a nice homage to the original source material so right. okay yeah right. so i got that done um and then he also filled in um a little bit of work in the middle between uh the phantom is on my shoulder and then christine is on uh the front of my forearm so he filled in more of the tuxedo to kind of bring the phantom and christine together, together. yeah and then he started adding some more shading <laughs> so we're working we're also working out the shading that he's going to bring down into the rest of my arm um I still have, I'm getting um, a Hamsa on the back of uh, my forearm. That is. You should know, you're Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the Hamsa is, it's also called like the Hand of Miriam. Um, It's to help ward off the evil eye. And. Nope. Wow, I'm. Nope. Taking your Jew card back. (laughs) I never said I had one. <laughs> I'm 
really but easy. But you do old curmudgeon Jewish guy so well. That's because I grew up around him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's actually a um, uh, try to make a very long story short. Uh, my sister had me design a tattoo for her, and I told her if she, you know my sister converted to Judaism, I told her if she got it done that I would go and get something done with her as well. And so I told her to pick a symbol for me. You know, something that she thought would um, be relevant to me. So she picked the Hamsa. And when I looked it up, it actually, it, it is very relevant. Like, like I said, number one, it it's meant to ward off the evil eye, but it also has um, implications across many different religions and in the secular world as well. So ev- basically every uh, major Western religion has some version of this. Which I, I always find funny when it's like, I'm getting a Jewish symbol on my on my body tattooed. Because technically in the Jewish religion, you're not supposed to get any tattoos. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. No, I'm very religious. Here's a tattoo of, you know, a Hebrew symbol. It's the word of the... And some old crumb engine. But that doesn't make you Jewish. That means you can't get you can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery. Actually, I don't think my sister would get buried in a Jewish cemetery anyway. No, that's... Because, uh, I mean... Her body is a temple. You should take care of it, not put ink on it. We don't decorate have people... the temple. We, that's, that's on the inside. This is yeah. good on the inside to be glowing on the inside. Oi. Yeah, I know that, and, and my sister's like on the fence about it because of the, you know, the the sort of ban on tattoos and the Jewish face. So she's she's on the fence about it. I'm getting it regardless. <laughs> I mean, at this point, there's no turning back. So pick me I'm, up. I'm like, fuck it, I'll just get it done. And actually, I have the Hamsa picked out already. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my mom was in University of Pennsylvania, uh-huh. and she had this awesome science professor named Dr. Uh, Rita Rose. Absolutely loved her. She was Jewish, so she, you know, occasionally traveled to Israel. Um, and the one time she brought us back um, little tchotchkes from, mm-hmm. from Israel. And what she brought me back was from Jerusalem. It was a Hamsa bottle opener. So, <laughs> And I've had this thing. I mean, I've had this thing probably like close to 25 years going on so and it stayed in the same spot in my bedroom like well in, in my old bedroom in my mom's house it's still there <laughs> so i'm gonna get that turned into a, a tattoo that i'm still picturing that actually the bottle opener being in her bedroom it's like how much tricky did you do <laughs> i'm irish we start early <laughs> and actually this a whole other separate story but dr rose um going i used to hang out in her lab when you know my before and after my mom's classes and stuff and dr rose was awesome and i mean i still keep in contact with her occasionally mm-hmm. um but she had this one time i walk in and there's a row of condoms hanging in like the christmas lights no no, no but that would be awesome oh my god no, when you said awesome. you had condoms hanging i thought i thought there was like this big string and there were unrolled <gasps> condoms just kind of flapping down from like one end of the wall to the other. It kind of was. <laughs> except they were filled with different – they were doing a, a, an experiment to see um, how quickly different um, uh, different like materials and, and different things would eat through latex. So that's <laughs> – Okay, my thing is if you're wearing a condom <laughs> and then something eats through that latex where you're fucking it – Maybe you shouldn't fuck it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a rule of thumb. I mean, but it's so tight. Like, I mean, just it kind feels of, so good. Oh, this burning sensation. I it feel. burns so good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my first. Like, look, I'll wear a condom, but it seems to want to burn off. <laughs> no, I've already you, gone through twelve of them. You might want to see a doctor about that. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> then when I walk in, I think I was, I don't know, maybe 10 or so. <laughs> walk in, I'm like, what are all these balloons hanging up? <laughs> well, we're trying to see if anything's, cor- what material is corrosive to latex. Oh, no. Yeah, my mom just came outside and with her condoms. And I'm uh, like, ew. Why do you have used condoms on the wall? I was so gross. What kind of doctor's office is this? (laughs) Back before they, 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 it was, they were researching the best way to freeze sperm. (laughs) (laughs) Can we freeze sperm? Fresh sperm, right? Freeze it it in the condom. Fresh right off the tap. (laughs) That was a good one. I'm proud of you. But yeah, so um So you got so tattoo anyway, work. So that yes, I got more tattoo work and we're we're working on uh what we're gonna what he's gonna fill in the rest of the top of my arm with and then um using some of the shading and techniques that he has on the top of my arm, bringing it down and trying to make the bottom of my arm a little bit more cohesive because like the some of the tattoos I've gotten um, like this was the first one I got on this arm was this butterfly. Is? It's a butterfly. Because okay. um, <laughs> like, we're not on television, we're on radio. We're not. <laughs> There's no cameras. Oh, which uh, you know what? Actually, I think we we might have to start turning the camera on a little bit more. All right. Yeah, I think Just so. Saying. Wherever it is. Um, but right yeah, so the first one I got was this butterfly, and I had this whole idea to get like a butterfly on each arm, and it didn't work out because the artist moved. Um, so, you know, he's going to work on making this just a more cohesive, um, you know, sleeve. Okay. So, so that, right. that was All my right. big week. And that's where most of the money I made working at Lush went to. Gotcha. <laughs> that and Christmas <laughs> gifts. All right, Ed, how was your week? Uh, not as eventful as, as Erica's. I you was... didn't have someone pff- no, poking I... you with needles and no. color? <laughs> By the way, the inside of your arm fucking hurts that is what i heard it yeah i i knew the armpit hurt and i knew the elbow hurt but i didn't i didn't think about this part of my arm and i was laying there like squirming he's like you doing okay i was like yeah fine so did you do anything uh i saw agent carter uh over the week i watched agent carter as well i guess i watched the first hour and then i got distracted by exploding toilets yeah that's right i saw the the next day mythbusters putting on her facebook page like, oh, yeah, in slow-mo. I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of the show? I, I liked it. I mean, it was, it was you know, because it was based after uh, World War II and going on. Yeah. And it was I like how they intermixed the Captain America first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some stuff, yeah. And, uh, well, of course, the most excited I got was about Ralph Garman actually being in the program. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was being a voiceover radio personality because they were doing... Uh, Captain, Captain America serials on radio. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at Captain America's place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved I loved when they cut to the sound effects guys and there's this yeah. giant fucking hunk of meat. Yeah. That's how we do <laughs> that it was, here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do. And yeah. then we take it home and we make pot roast. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I like that. But I do have a couple of like, little criticisms. Like, I All guess right. kind of more so... Like, I understand it's the, you know, the 40s. Women were like not as equal right. playing field. But I didn't understand the one thing, and, and this is not really a spoiler. She had the opportunity. Okay, one, I like the Jarvis thing. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that was like, okay, now you get the idea where Jarvis mm-hmm. it comes into play, the manservant for Tony Stark. I, I'm sorry, um, Har- Henry. Uh, Howard. Howard Stark. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. But here's my thing. Um, she has a place. Like, if she gets his, like she can stay there at, Tark, at Stark's penthouse apartment. Yeah. Even though they're looking for him, no one knows that she's staying there. 
But at the end of the second episode, she decides to move into this all girls, all women's like place. Well, the thing is, is that she was always worried about the fact that she was going to be caught at Stark's mm-hmm. one of Stark's places, and to be an investigation under Stark. Yeah, all right. for the whole episode. All right, I kind of get it, but if no one knows she's there and she, and no one's really investigating her because they all look at her as more like the secretary or the yeah, girl who I mean, gets coffee. It, it's kind of like your own cover. Yeah. Like, she kind of can fade into the background. No one's going to be like, what's she doing? I mean, she obviously wears wigs and stuff when she does right. other things. But I was just like, it seemed, it seemed to be one of those, I'm going to say, TV tropes where, because, of course, there's rules are no... Every rule that this woman gave Carter at the end was like, no, no men after this time. Lights are out at this time, so no staying out late. Mm-hmm. I'm going... She's going to break that rule in the next five episodes. Mm-hmm. She's going to break that rule in the five... Like, there is... They set it up for those wacky, like, da 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 moments. Wow. Like, where, like, she's going to be coming in. Lights are out. She's going to have to now start sneaking into a place and come up for cover stories why she's not at home. Yeah. And I'm just like... It just seems to be a weak writing... Like, it's like a, tr- a writing trope from mine. Like, it's that, that, oh, it's too on the nose. You know there's going to be a joke in there of her coming late. Yeah. You know... Just like because they were already they were already planting to see with Jarvis and Jarvis is married. You know he does this at this time and he's got himself a schedule and she's like, well, you're an espionage. Those things don't matter now. Yeah. So why would she put herself in a position where those things need to matter for the eyes to keep to maintain a cover? Like that's to me that was one of the things going. Yeah, right. You know, like you got five more five more hours. You, you're gonna fill. You at least one episode is gonna be one of those wacky jokes of you know a proper lady wouldn't act like that right and you're just going all right first episode it's funny second episode i chuckle by the fourth episode i'll be like it's getting old right i, I kind of felt that way today when i went to well yesterday when i went to go to a movie but we'll get to that movie when you do the top five box <laughs> all office. right well speaking of movies we also did watch that's thursday right night. We, thursday night i made him watch teenage mutant ninja turtles the new <laughs> yes. one and, it and... Was, and, it was. <laughs> and I still enjoyed it. He did not enjoy it. No, not at all. Didn't like it at all. Did not Why not? Like it, all. it reminded me of Transformers. I mean, I know Michael Bay <clears throat> didn't direct this movie. He produced it. He produced but he it. Movie. But there is definitely like that moment. He kind of walks that... in and goes, excuse me. I know you guys are doing your own thing and all. But you know what this movie needs? Giant robots. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't do robots, Michael Bay. That's your thing. Okay, well... Well, can we make sure it looked like a Transformer? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Well, we do this, we do that, and look, you know, uh, all right, it's not really Shredder, but okay. Like, <laughs> you know, okay, well, here's another million dollars to do that. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Mr. Bay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of shots that you could tell was like a Michael Bay kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. He does those wide angle shots, yeah. and, you know, it's like they're flying overhead, and you're like, yeah, that is so Michael Bay. It's not even funny. And right. It's like, but it was like, okay. And it was like, again, the physics of it, because there was one part <laughs> where, where they were grabbing humans out of a truck and they were flipping and, and falling on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, impact alone would have killed these people. Yeah. You know? Even though they were landing on top of a turtle with a shell. <laughs> but they were being flipped not the around. Point. Like, it was being, they were being tumbled down this hill. And right. It was, it was like one of those things where, like, yeah, that physics just. 
doesn't work. I mean, like, I can suspend belief about turtles, about this rat, <laughs> about this foot clan that's taking But I will this... not suspend disbelief Please. about physics. physics. Simple <laughs> physics, folks. Simple physics. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, the action was good. The special effects were good. You know, I'll give them that. But, like, as far as storyline and, and, like I said, the I'm trying physics, to figure out who physics. was directed by. I'm trying to get the director's name because... I'm I'm curious what else he's done to see if it's if it's on the same, you know, Jonathan Liebsman. I want to see what else he's done as a director. Okay. So maybe it might kind of he's got nine under uh, nine credits under his thing. Uh, <laughs> um, what has he got? Wow, he's really got, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. Okay. Two thousand and six. Okay, I'm gonna say this kind of like. All right. Um. The it's, Killing Room in 2009. Then he did Battle Los Angeles in 2011, which I don't think was a good movie. No. Um, I don't even remember it. Wrath of the Titans. Really? Yeah. And then that was in 2012. And then two years later, he does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So he's not getting a lot of work. Right. He's not like a, you know. I, I think he's just the kind of guy that just shows up. And then there's a, he's doing his TV show called Shinara. He's doing directing two episodes. Just just comes out in this year. Yeah. But I've seen. I, I think he's one of those kind of directors, maybe that like gets the gets the job and fa- facilitates what needs to be done. But somebody's pulling his strings, basically. Right. He know, does right? seem to kind of come across as the director who gets hot. He's like a hired director. You're not going. Oh, it's one of his products right. projects. Let me go see it now because of him. It's he just happens to be the director because he's taking a job and probably orders from somebody else who wants to right. make the movie exactly. but doesn't have time to direct the movie. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I still enjoyed it and was pleased by it. I, you know, all this, right, whatever. This will not be part of my collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. But then when, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 comes out and you're going to go, oh my God, it was awesome. And then you're going to be stuck buying that two-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Kind no, of... <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you going to buy Transformers 5? Five? <laughs> 4? <laughs> huh? Huh? Uh, didn't you just pick up Transformers 4? I got it for free. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I would say a good lawyer would go, but you have it. Therefore... It didn't, it didn't. If, if I bought... No, 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 how you money. got it does not matter. Right. You have it. Right, None of like, my money is supporting this <laughs> Christmas. If someone goes, you know what, Ed, I got you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're gonna go, thanks, thanks. I'm trading that in. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I'm trading it. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else? That is it for me. How about you? I'm gonna be honest. My I had a light week. Work. That was it. Um, I did. I did spend Tuesday night with my sister over her place. Mm. To catch up on some of the Flash because we're kind of I'm we're really behind, uh-huh. especially me on Flash, Supernatural, and, and Arrow. So we watched um, up to the two part episode with Flash and Arrow. So we had we're like we got one of those and then like five episodes of Arrow mm-hmm. and then a bunch of Supernaturals. So hopefully I'll catch up eventually. eventually. You know, <laughs> I almost cause sometimes I feel bad because it's like I don't really do other if I'm not working I'm doing nothing. You know, right. But she's a um, you know married mother of two, so she's the one with the full schedule. Yeah. So she's always like, "Well, you need to come over," and I'm always like, "Well, this is when I work. I can work around your schedule." Yeah. And then I don't hear anything from her because she's so busy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I get the well, my my DVR is at ninety nine percent. I'm like, I can come over. Just let me know when. Like you know, 
like the burden of responsibility falls on her, but she doesn't really she can't get back to me because she doesn't know what her schedule is like because of being a mother of two. Right. You know? Their day to day changes right. constantly, yes. So I mean I, other than that, I mean I enjoyed the episodes that I saw of Flash. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I missed anything. I mean, I'm not like, oh my god, key You know? <laughs> plus I'm also not really paying much attention to spoilers. I mean I I when I see something, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, big deal. Like I still have I still got to catch up with The Walking Dead before the the second half of the season starts next month. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to buckle down. And even though I know they killed off a major character, I'm like, ah, I knew that. All right, whatever. You know. Um, <laughs> well, I did have a dream. I forgot to mention that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> this is being interesting. Exactly about the show. So uh, I decided to quit the show. And <laughs> that was his dream. That was my dream. Like I just said. And now what? he's coming in to fulfill it. <laughs> this is this is my final episode. I'm done. Thanks, guys, for all the laughs. Blah, blah, blah. Did this, you know, <laughs> nice sign off. And the shock on Sean's face was, like, priceless. Because it was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere I went afterwards, there were you two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's like, you got to come back. We, we, there's no show without you. We, we can't do this without you. Like, there's no show. And, he, and I go, well, you're the funny one. You know, why don't you just continue on with the laughs and, you know, do, do what you do? And he goes, yeah, but I need your material to, to, to like, launch pad my laughter, you know, that make it funny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks. You're y'all. the catalyst to my humor. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> you're the muse. And every time you were there, you're like, whatever. Like, you didn't really care. <laughs> you were being dragged by him, like, everywhere he went. And then there was, like, one point where he was like, he's like, here, I got you an article. He ripped out a, like, Entertainment Weekly article. He goes, I couldn't find it online. He goes, but just scan it in, convert it, and we'll put it, we'll post it online. <laughs> so you have to do more work to get this article going. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Wow. So. So what Ed's saying is he feels unappreciated. Yeah, it was, it was something uh, something along that lines, like some some sort of deep seated like hatred towards us. <laughs> like, I'm the underappreciated one. I'm the one who does everything. We do love you, Ed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or something. So that's it. That's it for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's do the pop, let's do the top, top five. five movies. Yeah. Here we go, kids. Number five is Unbroken. It made $8.3 million over the weekend and 101.6 overall. All right. So, so yeah. made its money back yet? $65 million was the budget, uh, so I would say so. Yeah. All yeah. right. Angie's got herself a hit, there, folks. There you go. All right. What else? Number four was The Hobbit, The Battle, Battle of the Five Armies. I can't believe that's still out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're going to milk that for all it's worth. It's the last one. That's true. You know, got to get those dollars. So that made $9.4 million over the weekend and 236.5 overall right. in four weeks. So I would say that'd be a success. Yeah, that's right. Really <laughs> <laughs> tell me what the budget is. I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume it is. I don't think it's going to be that much more. Either way. Then you have the DVD, the Blu-ray releases, the 3D Blu-ray, and then the box set. The extended the, cut. The extended cut, and then the Ultra box set with all the extended cuts all put together. And then like the super cut where it's all the movies flow in the one. And what came in in number uh, three? Number three was Into the Woods. It made nine point seven million over the weekend and one hundred and five point two overall, and that has a fifty million dollar budget. So I'd say uh, success. All right, sure. I do still want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, go on. Number two. Number two was the twenty fourth movie from last week. The twenty fourth movie 24th, from twenty fourth. So yeah. it jumped up that bad. That much, yes. What was it? 
Selma. It made eleven point two million over the weekend. Oh, you know why? Because this was the official. This weekend was the official wide release. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. What's I don't even know what that's about. Summer Hayek, maybe? No. Like, never, oh, and then I don't want to see it then. No, I, think <laughs> I think it's um uh the the Civil Rights Act. Yes. Um, yeah, in okay, the 60s. I still don't want to see it. If that's <laughs> Summer Hayek in that role, maybe I'm even more interested. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna play a black man. Oh, yeah, it's sure. um. Here it is: the epic march from Selma to Montgomery, um, which culminated in President Lyndon Johnson si- signing the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Oh, okay, so it's a movie with allow walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as exciting as The Hobbit, apparently. Of sure, it's the real life Hobbit. All right, so that came in number two. Yes, right. that made 11.2 million over the weekend and 13.4 overall with a 20 million dollar budget. So it's got a little work. Okay. I think I'll make it. I think the fact that it came in number two, I think everyone there is kind of happy. Yeah, everyone's mm-hmm. going to say, "Oh, it makes a statement." No, it just makes it the only only one movie came out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, the that's the number one movie. It's a new release. It is Taken Three. It made forty point four million over the weekend. Was there a budget on that? Forty eight million. So it's close to... God, I saw that movie. Did you? Yes, I did. Is that the movie that we were going to That's the movie I saw. Oh, Lord. It should be Taken 3, and what's taken is your money. (laughs) (laughs) Because it... Okay, I saw the first one. I love the first one. Um, I didn't see the second one because I didn't see the point of the second one. I felt like, you know what? It's a one-trick pony. Took my daughter. I'm coming to get you. I kill everybody. I get my daughter back. Happy ending. Yeah. Second one, oh, you take my wife. Please. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. Hey, you took my wife and the movie. I'm going to get some popcorn. You know? So, and I didn't see the second one, honestly. Um, I do know that mom got taken. Yeah. You know, they get her back, obviously. Right. Now, I'm trying to remember this, if, like, in the first movie, was Liam Neeson and Femke Jensen, um, bless you, um, Thank you, divorced already? I don't know. I okay, because them. in the third one... I'll see if I can find out. Because in the third one, they're divorced. and But they're kind of, I guess, because of the events that happened in the second one, yeah. they're kind of reconciling, reconciling. Yes. But she's technically... She's not technically. She is married to Dungaree Scott. Okay. Which I find... Like, when I saw him, when I saw the name, I was like, oh, a bunch of different things. Number one, he, he would have been Wolverine. Yes. Okay, that's the big what if. You know, like, if he didn't get into a motorcycle accident... That would have been your Wolverine. No, they were. Um, she was already remarried in the first one. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. So then he, uh, I guess, because it leaves, you know, job, whatever. So fine. They're they're. She's married to Dugaray Scott in the first one. He rescues his daughter. Second one, I guess, you know, they're doing something together as a family. I guess you know she gets kidnapped. I, I don't know. Yeah, me on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I have to see the second one anyway. So the third one, <laughs> like I said, with with. with uh, Dungaree or Dungaree, whatever the fuck his name is. He also plays in Hemlock Grove with Femke Jensen and they're lovers in that. So I'm like, eh, I wonder if that's how I got the job. You know, kind of like, <laughs> like if, because of his work on Hemlock Grove to help me, or if he was in the first one, I'm going to have to, you know, while I'm just talking, see if Dungaree Scott was in the first one. Um, but so this one is, if everyone's seen the trailer, his wife gets killed. Yes. And he's, it's made to look like, He's the killer, mm-hmm. which has got nothing to do with any of the Taken movies. Okay, not no one gets taken. I mean, okay, yeah, she's dead, so her life was taken, quote unquote, in air quotes. But <laughs> the I mean, ultimate taken. Yeah, but other than that, nothing else was taken because he's running through Los Angeles, you know, trying to evade the cops and try to find out who the real killer is. Okay, 
But if you're, but it kind of, I guess I'm jaded. Yes. I knew who did it. You the, jaded? I, did really? it, I knew who did it in the first 10 minutes of the movies. Obviously, you know, he didn't do it. Right. Because he's the hero. And then, you know, there's a moment where he, he's like, I'm, you know, fuck, I'm just going to spoil everything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Scott. Come, come. Like, him and um, Liam and Femkin are like, in reconciling, and she kind of is falling back in love with Liam. Yeah. I guess it's that whole, like, you saved up. I know how much you love our family. It was just your job, blah, 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 blah. My my marriage now is kind of in the shitter. Well, that's crappy writing. <clears throat> yeah. Blah, 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 well, blah. Well, there was a lot of, <laughs> There like, was a lot of just blah, blah, blah. A lot of that. Like I said, I mean, this movie, there was no need for it to be made. Plain and simple. I mean, why did I go see it? Is because I knew Dad liked the first one. I liked the first one. I think he liked the second one, and there was nothing else to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it was kind of like, uh, I figure I'd take the hit. And who knows? Maybe if I go in thinking it's going to be a piece of crap... Maybe I might actually enjoy it. Right. Like, okay, like, trans- like uh, what do you call it? Age, uh, Age of Extinction. I knew that was going to be crap. It was crap. I thoroughly enjoyed it being yeah. crap. This one, I was kind of hoping the same thing. No, even the crap is crap. <laughs> like, that is some crappy crap. I mean, like, there's this moment, like, you know that, he, she, that Liam and Femke are trying to get back together. Right. And, you know, but she's still married to... Gray, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then at one moment there's a knock on the door and it's Doon Gray Scott saying, "Hey, um, do you mind? <clears throat> I know you know you've been through a lot with you know. Apparently, everyone knows that you know daughter got kidnapped in the first one. She got kidnapped in the second one. I would really like. I know you share a daughter, but I need you to. While my wife and I are going through these issues, can you please stay away from my wife? Mm. He's like, fine, I will. The next day." He gets a message from Femke. Hey, meet me back at your place. He goes, okay. Walks in, gets bagels, you know, warm bagels. And then he, there she is dead with her slow, throat slit. Mm. Here's the problem I have, okay? Right. Was right there, away. Was there a glove? No, there was no glove. <laughs> or knife? <laughs> no. No, but right away, you know, as soon as he kind of like, he's trying, like, any, okay, you figure this guy's, um, like, ex, whatever he is. Mm. I don't know why he felt the need to pick up the knife. Like he would obviously know that that's part. He should evidence. know better. Yeah, he should know better. I Christ, mean, I could tell that from the commercials too. Right. As, as in the commercials, as soon as he walks in, he kneels right next to her and like starts putting his right. hands on her. And I'm yeah. like, dude, what are you because, doing? Because he's trying to look for Paulson. But then <clears throat> at that moment, the cops bust it. Yeah. So it's very convenient. It's good timing. Yeah, of course. So you know the fix is in. I was wondering about that too because I I kept seeing commercials for it on Cartoon Network. Um, which I know, I don't No, It was weird because part of them were like, um, like puppets. It starts oh. out as like, well, like robot chicken style and then goes into a regular commercial. And well, I'm like, I don't understand what's going on well, here. I had that one commercial I posted on our Facebook page where it's this, this punk band going, why are they taking Liam's shit? You know, where it's, it's like, he's, he's reaching for a remote yeah. and someone takes the remote. He's like. Where's my remote? Kind of thing. And, <laughs> and at the end, he's like, people stop taking my shit. And taking three. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> what? Like, it almost becomes like this movie was trying to, like... Make, make the, fun of the, itself the, or the something? The advertisement seemed very parodish. Yeah. Parody-ish. Yeah. But the movie itself wasn't funny. I mean, yeah. I found it funny when the, the stupidness of it. Yeah. You know, because... I. Like I said, you know, of course he does the whole, you know, wah, 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 you know, big bang, boom, yeah. breaks but, free. But I was wondering, like, so when <clears> he comes in and he's like, you know, kneeling over his ex-wife or whatever, how do they time the cops? 
Like, well, what if he decided to, you know, stop at Wawa before he went well, over see, his ex-wife's that, place? Well, see, that's the that's kind of the whole part is is the fact that the guy who killed his wife was sitting outside. Mm. Like they, she was already dead in the trunk of a car, mm-hmm. and he was walking up, and then he got a text from her mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, go get bagels." <clears throat> so he left his apartment to go get bagels. That's when they dump the body, mm-hmm. call the cops, and then he comes home, goes. Oh, and then he's like, "Well, how did you guys like what the hat like?" It would have sucked if he, you know, got halfway there and realized, "Fuck, well, I yeah, forgot cream again, cheese." Again, movie trope. Yeah, so that's true. like it's how do you well, how'd you get there? Well, we got a call from the next door neighbor saying there was like a woman screaming, so that's why we came. That's how we got here so fast. Yeah. So he breaks free. Bing, bang, boom. He's on the run now. I'm like, now it becomes the fugitive. Right. You know, <laughs> and he, you know, he goes. He goes to his spy buddies, who I think were more prominent in the second one. What? You're I mean, I'm thinking of the fugitive. I didn't kill my wife. I, didn't kill I don't care. I didn't, I, didn't <laughs> kill, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Well, there was actually a moment like that. And this is the reason that, well, <laughs> That's pretty much the fugitive. Yeah, yeah. But Ooh, there's a moment like that, too, because while he's running from the cops, he goes... Now, this is another thing. I didn't understand how he knew this. He runs into... He's running from the cops. Yeah. So he runs through this house. You know, does the typical... Pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. Kind of like as yeah. he's running through houses, you know, people are watching TV and they're going, what? Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden, downtown Los Angeles keeps their doors just unlocked. Of course. So he... So just in case Liam Neeson decides to run through being chased <laughs> by the cops. <laughs> How about you just like sit there and watch Steve? You know what I was? <laughs> no way! Yeah! yeah. I'm gonna take it for him, guessing. <laughs> so he, he, he runs into a garage and there's this old truck and he has a cop's gun and he throws <clears> the <throat> cop's gun because obviously he doesn't want to kill anybody because, you know, he's the good guy. Yeah. So, but yet he knows he slides under the truck and under the truck is like these wooden planks that he pries open that leads to the sewer system. Okay. See that pause? That quizzical pause? Yeah, like, how does he know? Exactly. <laughs> so he slides under the truck, lifts the thing, and then sploosh, 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 right into the water. So that's how he gets away, through the sewer systems. That's how he gets a lead away from the cops. Yeah. Because now you have Lazy Eye Whitaker come walking in, <laughs> you know? And and he is, the I guess, the, the captain or, or the head of the police. They never really, I guess he's an office, a detective. Right. But he happens to be the smart detective, apparently. <laughs> like, the one who always questions everything. Like, he's like the LAPD version of Sherlock fucking Holmes. Because <laughs> the moment something's off, like, when he comes into the crime scene, he notices the bag of bagels on the floor. He opens up the bag and takes a bite. And he's like, ooh, like, like, ooh they're, they're tasty. And I'm just Good going, job eating the evidence. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, okay, well, he's obviously going to piece together why would a man buy bagels, bagels if, he's, if just... he's just about to kill his wife. You know, that kind of a thing. You know, yeah. like, or they were still warm, so... You know, you do the math of when the body was dead versus when he hit, you know, and obviously backtrack because of the name of the, you know, he's the smart cop. Right. Well, of course, he's got the idiotic cops going, it's always the husband, he's a bad guy, blah, 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 you know. And it just becomes this, you know, this case of him going to the gas station to see if, because he's able to tap into the police, you know, scanners and stuff, the computers to be able to find out. You know, the information from her phone, where she was at, like her GPS. Apparently, everyone's GPS on everyone's phone is on the time 
all the, on all the time. Of course yeah. it is. You know, so he's able to backtrack that she went to this gas station. And then at this gas station, you see her get a, you get her, you see her get taken. There you go. Ah! Nah. She actually gets drugged into a, a van. And on the you know, like as they're driving away, it's, it's like a choppy thing. So he's ca- constantly tapping against the keyboard. You hear that. Like, because yeah. he's trying to go frame by frame because it's choppy. And he sees that one of the bad guys has got a tattoo on his hand. Obviously, Russian mob. Right. You know. So you're going, okay, well, the Russian. But now, prior to all this, the scene opens up. Movie opens up with this Russian mobster kidnapping a um, accountant mm-hmm. to try to get into a vault because someone owes him money. And you're going, right away, it's going to be the husband. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's always the husband. You're like, <laughs> Sure. Technically, technically it was. Technically it was. So, no, no, it really was. It wanted to be Duke Ray Scott being the bad guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I could. Well, I mean, you know, the, 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 first, the second husband, not the first no, husband. Yeah, the second husband was, was the guy. He didn't kill Femke, but. The he's ru- the cause. He's the cause because. That bastard. Because after everything's all said and done. Okay, here, here's. Again, it, now keep in mind this movie was PG-13 kind of bothered me because I know there's an unrated version and the reason why I know there's an unrated version is because when when Liam Neeson meets the Russian guy for the big final confrontation she has his cock no but the guy is in tidy whities and a shirt open because he was you know entertaining ladies it's this whole it becomes a uh, dread because he has to go up this elevator because the guy owns the penthouse apartment so they gotta do they gotta you know finagle away to him get him upstairs and start shooting up the place and so, but he pumps two rounds into this guy's chest, right? Mm. Guy falls back and he's like, why did you do this? You know, why, why did you kill my wife? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, well, it was business because I'm actually, you know, why are you coming after me kind of thing? Like, I don't know. Because all of a sudden the, the Russian guy's going, I have no idea why you're after me. Why are you after me? And he's like, because you, you killed my wife. He's like, no, we were hired to kill your wife. Dun, dun, dun. And right away, you kind of go, don't worry, Scott. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I already knew that the moment he was sitting down talking to Liam Neeson. I'm going, yeah. why would he be there? To stay away from my wife? Wife winds up dead? It's him! Right. Like, you don't... <laughs> like, and I'm like, plus, I've seen him. He was the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2. Most actors don't stray too far away from the you know their, their niche in acting. You know? Like, anybody who knows that face goes... He wasn't he the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2? Yeah. He's the bad guy in Tia Taken 3. Not that far of a stretch to believe. <laughs> he, maybe if he got the role as, as you know, a, we call Wolverine, yeah. maybe people would be like, oh, Wolverine's the bad guy? <laughs> no, it's the bad guy from Mission Impossible 2. Guess what? He's the bad guy in Taken 3. Big stretch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's a bad guy in sequels. Yes, yes, exactly. He's the guy. We, okay, we need a bag. Okay, we we got the big bad guy for the first one. We got a second big bad guy for the th- second one. Um, who can we get? That Dougree Scott. I don't. I don't think he's doing much. When's Hemlock, Hemlock Grove is? I think. I think they got a week off between seasons. Well, Femke's coming back. Let's see if we, she can bring him along with him. You know, it's kind of. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like him as an actor. He was good and all, but it was. It's not really like. Not going moment. Yeah, I'm not like oh, you're kidding. Yeah, but this guy's laying on the floor, two holes in his chest, no blood. I'm like, it's the only oh. movie I've ever seen where I'm like, guy gets two. I mean, and it's not like 
He's wearing like dark clothes. He is literally shirtless, and you see two bullet holes in his chest, and there's not a drop of blood around him. Oh. And I'm just like, really? I'm like, Taken Three, the only movie where there's no blood in it. Nobody has blood. <laughs> Apparently, the Russian mob are bloodless. <laughs> <laughs> They're all vampires. You know, so that's why they do what they do. That's right. <laughs> So, you know, of course, Liam said, you know, and they use, you find out Dungare actually is, like, they have him. Liam Neeson has him, like, under, like, I caught you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his thing is like, no, it wasn't me. It was the Russian mob. But that's what they killed her because I owe them money. And Liam's like, okay, well, I'm going to use you to have the money because, obviously, wife has a $15 million life insurance policy. Ah. You know? So he gets her killed to get the money so he can pay the Russians. Yeah. But then the Russians like, no, no, he hired us to kill her. So there he is. You know, he, of course, he's in, her, in the van with his daughter and one of Liam's, you know, crew buddies. Yeah. And you go, oh, no, he's the bad guy. He's in there with the... And he grabs a gun and shoots, you know, the guy. And yeah. He's going to shoot the girl, but then he comes to Liam Neeson going, don't take my daughter, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and then he gets away with, you know, he, he takes he takes the daughter and he starts, you know, going to an airport. And Liam's chasing after them while the cops are chasing after him. And, of course, at this point, Forrest Whitaker kind of pieces together that Liam Neeson's innocent. But we still need to get the bad guys. You need to stop killing people. Right. Because there's a couple of times where there's a phone call going, we will find you. And we will get you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Liam is like, you could try, you know, blah, 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 you know, and then hang up. And, of course, there's the big confrontation with, you know, Liam Neeson gets, you know, saves his daughter, gets Dungare's guy and gets him on the ground. He's getting ready to shoot him. And the daughter's like, no, Dad, don't shoot, you know. And then he's like, I know you're a powerful man. You have lawyers and you'll be out in jail in a couple of years. But if you, do not, you stay away from my daughter or I will find you, you know what I'll do. And at that point... I said it, I think, a little too loud. I was like, yeah, we all know for the th- three fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> my dad started... La- dad and a couple people around me started laughing hysterically. Because at this point, it became a joke. Like at this, A lot of people were laughing at some of the lines. I will find you and I will kill you is Liam Neeson's yippee motherfucker. <laughs> Every movie he had to say that and at the yeah. end he's like, you know what I'll do? I was like, yeah, you said it for the last three movies. <laughs> and my yeah, dad yeah. was just like, <laughs> I was just like, unbelievable. I, I was so annoyed. Like, I, I mean, yes, it's a great day out with my dad. We had a fun time. Fun time with the movies. I enjoyed the movie for the, its badness. Yeah. But in the end, it was just a movie I did not need to see. Like, you do not need to see Taken 3. It's a waste of your time. It, it is. I would say wait for this to come out on HBO. All right. If you already have a subscription. Yeah. Like, don't subscribe to HBO just, just for, this, for this, movie. this movie. Right. Because I just walked out. I'm just going. Like, it stood up. And I was like, so Taken 3 is the only movie where, you know, guy gets shot twice in the chest with no armor, no shirt on, and there's no blood. And that's like, yeah, I know. Like, even he seemed kind of annoyed with the, the absurdity of... Well, that might be a movie, because, like, a lot of movies you see, like, for HBO or Cinemax or Stars, but there is, a like, another a movie channel called Encore, which is, like, a low-end. Like, you go almost... Yeah, it, yeah. With your subscription. I've seen a lot of movies, like, hit there first. You know, like... Yeah. To, you know, like, I've seen the... Uh, the, uh, long, the, lone, the Lone Ranger movies out there. Uh, Elysium's on there now. Uh, some other movies. It's like Elysium a, was pretty good. Yeah, you know, but I that's... Like that. that's oh, see, like, okay, even the first... I'm looking here. Taken... The first one was PG-13. 
Okay, I'm just kind of I'm, I'm I was trying to satisfy my own curiosity because I was wondering like it's being PG thirteen because I thought the first one would have been R with the whole sex trade and all that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was PG thirteen. So let me see if. Uh, but they did come out with like an unrated cut with the first one. Ah, okay. So that's why I'm saying Taken Two was also PG thirteen. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Kept on with the same yeah. rating. Taken Three, you know. Ugh. <laughs> I, 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 he's so disgusted i love it <laughs> I, I just, i'm like it in the taken three it ends here in cinemas january 8th i hope it ends i'm hope i'm <laughs> i i can't at this point i can't see it taken four if i see it taken four it's going to be like oh another thing too is is that you find out and, and again movie trope his daughter finds out she's pregnant and doesn't know how to tell her grandfather, you know, tell Liam. Yeah. And then there's this one point where she does admit it because it's like this height of things, like I'm pregnant. And this was right after he. <laughs> it was funny because he. I'm gonna kill you. Uh, no, but you know what he does? I'm gonna find you. You find that early in the movie that she takes a pregnancy test. It's like her birthday, and she sees that she's pregnant. And Dad comes knocking on the door with a big giant, you know, panda bear that says "Happy Birthday." And a bottle of champagne kind of thing, you know, saying, I love you. And she's like, why are you doing it? He's like, well, you say I'm always predictable, you know. And it becomes like a, another movie trope because her boyfriend, who still doesn't know that she's pregnant yet, starts talking about how predictable she is. Because when she goes to this store every day, picks the fourth bottle in on this shelf of this, like, liquid yogurt of some sort that she drinks as a snack. Because it's still going to be cold, but not old, you know, that yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. it. And, you know, so there's a point where she didn't tell him that she's pregnant, but he tells her in, like, a note, um, basically, do whatever it is that you do every day. Like, at the funeral for mom's funeral, his buddy goes, have a message from your father. He says he loves you, everything like this, and just go about your normal, boring routine. Wink, 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 wink. So she goes to the store, mm-hmm. counts for yogurt's thing, and there's a sign, drink me now. And she opens it up and she drinks it. So then... Morning after! Right. <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Close. Because she what happens up, is... Her pants are gone. No, she, she's actually in class and she starts getting sick, nauseous. So she runs into the bathroom where Dad is and he says, here, drink this. I slipped something into your yogurt. Thanks, you know, Dad. To make you nauseous so you, I could see you, to talk to you about what's going on. Here, drink this. And I'm sitting there going... Fucking, you could have just killed the baby. Like, you have no idea. <laughs> like, you don't know. because And, and it's that, and during it's that time. It's the epic hack scene from Family where, where she's all, like, upset and crying, you know, about missing dad, missing mom. Because she didn't get, you know, she loves mom. Right, she knows yeah. dad didn't do it. She breaks down and she says, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And, he, of course, he sits down, he sits down on the toilet kind of like, like what? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, dude, you just almost, you just, what? Like, like obviously he didn't know, yeah. but. And I was just like, yeah, you just you just slipped her a Mickey to make her throw up. You don't know what's going to affect what's going to happen to the kid. But at the end of the movie, I'm going, oh, my God, taking four, it's going to be the kid. <laughs> I'm like, my... Don't give them ideas. I'm like, I here it is. I, what do you call it? Copyright, Sean, Ed, and Erica Geeksters. Okay? <laughs> taking four, it's going to be, if you kidnap my grandson or my granddaughter, I will find you and I will kill you. Like, it'll be some evil babysitter. Like, I am... Uh, I was just so like. Uh, I walked down and went. I've seen this movie a million times, which I don't mind because right. you, you only—it's the same plot over and over again on certain movies. Yes, yeah. but it's—it's it's the execution of that film that makes it makes it entertaining. Like when we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the you know 
the big climactic scene at the roof of this tower where this poison is going to be dispersed, I was like, it becomes the Amazing Spider-Man. Because that's what the lizard's plan was at the end of that movie. (laughs) And you have turtles fighting a giant Cuisinart, you know, (laughs) at the top of it to, you know, save all of New York City, you know? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's Amazing Spider-Man, you know? That Cuisinart, now I want some Irish stew. Yeah, so I'm 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 saying you might want to pass on the Taken Three, or I mean, I, I don't I lo- know that resounding <laughs> review you just gave makes I me want to go out right like, now. Okay, if you don't want to see, like, if you're going to go into that movie theater thinking, "Oh my god, this is going to be a kick-ass movie," because even the filming itself was kind of choppy. Like a lot of the fight scenes were like flash here, flash there. It wasn't like obviously new director mm-hmm. comes with a new vision. Yeah, and when the first vision in the first movie by Luke Benson. Edison or whatever his name is, the guy who did like the professional. Yeah. He's the guy who brought the and it was also a story written by him too, which I was like, oh, you're gonna take, you know, you're gonna write it, but you're not gonna direct it, you piece of crap. Because even you like it, it was like written by three guys. I'm just like, oh he probably had he probably had like really a plot outline and he's like, Yeah, this is the stupidest he probably took it because he would have he would have turned he probably down. lost the bet. He, <laughs> no, I think it's like like the Kevin Smith talked about this where he he would you would go with two movie ideas and one was really horrible, right? You know, and then it was like a piece of shit, and you you would like this is what I'm thinking, blah blah blah, and you go that's horrible. Well, okay, they didn't like this one, but how about this one? And then they go, yeah, you know what? That's a lot better in comparison, and you know, they'll still do that movie. Yeah, or he got signed for a three picture deal and he wants to get out of his contract, so he's like, okay, I'll do Taken Three. Here's yeah. here's this written story for Taken Three. Here's an outline. You guys go have it. Now yeah, my contract's yeah, done because you can put you can attach my name to it. But I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like I, I was so. But on on the upside, we did see like the trailer, the teaser trailer for Ant Man, okay. which you mm-hmm. did see. It was the same one that they showed during Agent Carter. Okay, so it was it was nice to see it on the big screen. Yeah, you know, I'm interested in seeing you know because it comes out in July this year. Mm. Um, I'm interested because it did have that kind of serious, but yet a little bit of comedy in it. Mm. You know, and I'm like, all right, can't wait to see that. Um, there was another. Tra- it was another trailer for a movie I went to see. And- Shit, I forgot the name of it. Eh, fuck. And there was a couple <laughs> movies. A couple. It was you know when you're going to see like a movie like Taken, they always try to throw in like new action movies and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And I was just like, all right, well that looks interesting. That no, I'll pass. All right, that looks good. You know, seeing seeing the teaser for Ant-Man was a little bit of a surprise. Okay. Because I'm like, usually they kind of reserve that for like bigger action movies, not something in the beginning of January. Yeah. You know, but it was kind of... So nothing for Avengers 2. No, nothing for Avengers 2. I mean, at this point, you probably won't see anything until, like, about April, maybe, I would say. Let's face it, I don't think you really need to have... I I think everybody knows Avengers 2 is coming out first weekend in May. Mm. You don't really... I don't think you're going to need a... You'll obviously see a big push, like, after Agent Carter. Mm -hmm. This guy with five weeks left. Yeah, so seven seven episodes is... Today, the last PS week was the first two, so yeah, five more. Yeah, so you figure like once Agents of Shield comes back, then you'll probably start seeing more stuff for you know Avengers two. I think Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. especially when Blacklist comes back, because yeah. James Spader is the voice of Ultron. I think that's when you start seeing the promotion, the 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 camp, the promotional campaign in full gear. That chugga 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 Avengers two chugga chugga Age of Ultron chugga chugga Tony Stark. Chugga chugga chugga, Hulkbuster! You know, like you're gonna start seeing, you're gonna start seeing all the toys and all the posters, and you know, 
Black Widow, <laughs> who just got signed on. I'm sure you probably had that article. That blank look on your face. Ghost in the Shell. Says no. Scarlett Johansson being signed on for Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I posted it on our RV. So okay, but you didn't, you didn't pull it as an article? No. Oh, okay. You figured just posting it good enough? That's right. Like, we weren't going to talk about something like that? We could. No, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> just go to our Geeksters page and like us and read it there. Yeah, yeah, she got signed on. People are mixed emotions about it. Really? Yeah, because it's, uh, why aren't you giving it through an Asian chick? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, well, name an Asian actress that can put asses in its seats. That's going to bring in $100 million movies in open weekend. Biling! Yeah! She can't mm-hmm. even make it to fucking uh, those <laughs> monster cons. That's true. I can't tell you how many times that she's been there <laughs> scheduled to appear at one of those monster mania mm-hmm. conventions and then show up, she canceled. I am yeah. like... At least three in a row. At this point, I'm just going, why the fuck do you even bother trying to sign her again? Yeah. <coughs> which is a, which is a shame. I well, mean, that's the thing, though. But... The conventions, though, peop- they're the go- the people who run those conventions or any any of the conventions thing will we'll ask people, like, you know, well, who would you like to see? And a lot of people will mention names, and it's just like... Yeah. Because I know, like, Shatner's name came up a lot. Always, it would yeah. always come always, up. Always, yeah. You, know, you always want a Shatner. Mm-hmm. And Shatner has done appearances but there is a couple of times that he's canceled out last minute yeah. because he's got scheduling conflicts where he can't do it sure. yeah but that's I've, that's one I've, thing if you do it like once in a I've while overbooked I, yeah <laughs> it's one so thing sorry. if you do it once in a while yeah. um but like if it's a constant thing or you're just a fucking prick like she did it three shows in a row yeah and then and, and for the monster, i mean uh, unless she monster, was sick or something like then i could kind of well, the, the monster mania was in march August and March. Yeah. She canceled all three of those. And it's actually four times a year because there's also right. Monster Mania down in Maryland as well. Well, I'm just talking about the Cherry, are, the Cherry yeah, Hill one that I go to. Cherry Hill is March and August, and then um, Hunt Valley, Maryland is, um, I think it's, I forget. Well, but it's like, it's in between April, those shows. September. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I... I, I By the way, I'm posting the, this article back to the top of our page. I'm so. only focusing on the, the, the Jersey one that I go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, because that's the one I go to. Right. Like, I know that twice a year, my family and I go to there to go, you know, have fun. Right. And I have... Crow's one of my favorite movies. I would love to have her signature on my Crow box. Man, obviously, I'll never get Brandon Lee's. That'd be a neat trick. You know? <laughs> That'd be awesome. You know? Um, but they had the guy who played Candyman, not the Candy, you know, well, he's, yeah, because he's in that movie, yeah. too. Yeah. You know. He's been in a couple of them, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. And but, Robert Englund, like, he's. Well, he's not in The Crow. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> no, but I mean, as far as, like, getting, getting well, yeah, people well, to the guys, con, like, Christopher Lloyd and, and um, Robert Englund, like, they're there, especially Robert Englund, he's there pretty consistently, and he's, I've never really heard of either of them no, canceling uh, He's, out. yeah, he's, because he's. He appreciates his fans. There was another guy who canceled Michael. Um, I gotta look up his name, but uh, the guy who, um, he's in a lot of the um Quentin Tarantino films. Um, oh, Michael Manson. Yeah, he yeah. was supposed to be there, and he he's canceled. A bit of a, it. He, yeah, but he's a bit, he's of, a a bit of a dick anyway. So I mean, I'm, but I'm not like I like, just wanted him to sign my um Kill Bill DVDs. Right, but we did kind of get off the Scarlett Johansson being, yeah, yeah. you know, in the Us show go off on tangents? because. Like okay, you can go Lucy Lou, sure, but she's got a, she's got elementary. She, you know, I'm sure she wouldn't mind the bump, but can she bring in a hundred million dollar weekend? Yeah, you know, granted, Ghost in the Shell has an, an established audience, 
So I think whoever they get, you're going to get They're in there. They're going to go in there. But it, it is, I, I know what you're going to say, you give that look like, <laughs> well, Ghost in the Shell's kind of old. No, it's not that. It's just that it's it's a very small audience. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there, there is a, the people who, that do watch Ghost in the Shell know what it is, appreciate it highly. Right. But I don't think it's a mass amount. I mean, they run it now on Adult Swim on Saturday nights is one of mm-hmm. the shows, but it's like four in the morning. Right. You're watching this Yeah, show. they do it's, 1130 it's, to it's, six it's in the morning. Hour. Yeah. yeah. Stunner hour. It's like, hey, man, I got no job. I'm high as fuck or drunk. I wanted not, to stay you know. up for that this weekend because there were a couple shows on. I didn't realize the extent of everything that's on there. And I was watching a commercial that listed out all the shows. And I'm sitting there going, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to watch that. And at 1 a.m., I fell asleep. <laughs> but you really, you actually kind of beat us. That's to her mentality that to watch it at certain points because. You do like I've done it a couple times, and it is hard because some of those episodes you watch, you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" Right? <laughs> like, I got to be high to really appreciate yeah. this episode because I have no fuck. So yeah, congratulations, Scarlett. You get you know lead role. I'm. I mean, it puts my ass in the seat. Yeah. I mean, I liked the, the movie, like the when they did the anime movie. Yeah. I like that. I've never been like I'm not really deep into the show, but I'm like you know you put Scarlett Johansson in that movie. All right, you 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 got at least one ticket for me, right? Because I'd be like, all right, you know what? I like watching her. Now, I I have the first season on DVD and right. I watched it, and most part it's good, but there it's. I hate to say this because it's you know okay. I'm going to offend some fans, but okay. whatever. Everybody just look. I just slammed tra- tech, uh, taking three for like the last <laughs> half hour. There are parts that's just so slow. It's like that, like Japanese. They made the, the artwork's beautiful, the cartoon, you know, like the storylines. But there are certain times where they just stretch a, a something out too long. Yeah, you know, because there was like a, like an like it's like a thirty minute episode, and they stretch out like a, something's going on for like two three episodes, and you're like, and it's that pondering, like it's uh, almost like I'm reading a comic book, but like reading like four issues of the same pondering like over and gotcha. over again, and you're like, just either do it or don't do it. Yeah, we all know you're going to do it. You're the hero. Yeah. Shit, or get off it. the pot. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, I said we take a break, come back, and do uh, Left Universe and everything with Erica. Sounds awesome. Or, unless anyone's got something to add to my taking three. Uh... I'm going to find that commercial with the fucking puppets. <laughs> that just. And I'm going to find that, that I'm gonna one find with, uh, what do you call it, with them uh, punk band going, why are they always taking Liam's shit? <laughs> so we'll be right back, folks. Hey. <laughs> See, told you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, hi, everybody. We're back. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was episode one. Yeah. As you can tell, I wasn't a big fan of Take Three, um, but don't let my opinion sway your opinion. Ah, you know, if you still want to see the movie, by all means, go out. I won't hold it against you. If you take my word for it and you go, well, Sean's got some mediocre taste in movies, so <laughs> and an honest review, um, maybe I'll skip it. I, that's your prerogative. Yes, it's your prerogative. So, uh, you know, either way, the listener-speaker relationship that we have Mm -hmm. is in no means jeopardized if you choose to go see this movie and say you enjoy it. Yes. Just so you know. I'm not like some of those other people that go, oh, you didn't like that movie? Then you don't know nothing about cinema. (laughs) Liam Neeson is the finest actor in the Taken series of all time. (laughs) <laughs> and if you do not see that, well, then your mind is as closed as your anus, you uptight prick. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so yeah, so um, you know, go see the movie. Don't go see the movie. Well, yeah, whatever. We don't hold it against you. Uh, but now next, tune in for part two, uh, where we bring you life, the universe, and everything with Erica. And it's kind of like a twofer because if you listen to last week's episode, uh, last week's life, the universe, and everything with Erica, then you have a already have an idea of what this week's. Life, Ooh. Universe, and Everything of Erica is about. Well, yes. And if you don't know where to get that Life, the Universe, and Everything with Erica from last week, well, then you can go to Facebook and type in Geeksters Radio, and you'll see our Facebook page. Hit the like button, and then hit the about button, so you can find it. And chances are it'll probably lead you to one of these fine places. Um, our website, wordswithgeeks.com, or iTunes. Mm-hmm. Then you can download it. Listen to it and then listen to part twos. Or you can catch us live on Sunday nights from 6 to about 9.30-ish Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, Tuned In, or iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio and those apps. Don't forget, like I said, go to Facebook, Geeksters Radio, like us, or you can go to Twitter at Geeksters and follow us, or on Instagram at Geeksters Radio and follow us there. And if, But if you want to contact Ed, on anything you've heard or thought about on this show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Erica, you can contact her at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. And um, on that note... That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.